Welcome to the Almost Daily Podcast. This is episode 294, and we are going to talk about why personal trainers and other fitness professionals need to stop talking at people. The thing is, you're given a bunch of information, taught a bunch of statistics when you go for a personal training certification. You're given uh, email lists to subscribe to, newsletters to read, um, all kinds of hot takes on the fitness industry and what the quote unquote general population or is what you know we call them in real life people uh, should be doing. People that, that have you know, busy lives, have jobs, have careers, have families, have all kinds of other responsibilities. You, would be, you are what is known and I am what is known as the general population. So as a fitness professional, you're given all these resources that will give you information and statistics. And the thing is, is you get these certifications, you read this information, and you start to think you got it figured out. The, the truth of the matter is, is losing weight and developing an active lifestyle is, is very, very straightforward. Like figuring it out is pretty easy. Most people, actually I'm going to say just about every person that's trying to lose weight has already figured out what they need to do. They know they need to exercise. They know they need to follow an eating plan and they know they need to do it consistently. So the problem, I, I think the disconnect is you have people that want to help others develop this active lifestyle because we all know just having the information is not enough. Um, it needs to be reinforced and you need to be able to take action on it, whatever that looks like for you. The problem is, is when we have people that want to help others, when they start just reciting this information as if the pop, as if the general population or, you know, people don't, uh, don't understand this, as if they're providing some kind of info that, that hasn't been known, like it's some big secret, it really turns everybody off. And, you know, you, you read it and it just, you just roll your eyes. And I saw this, I, I, I know I talked about this earlier in the week, um, about, uh, because I saw a reality TV show and this trainer said, well, I think the gap between me and this person that needs to lose weight is I'm going to provide the education and that is such a pompous and arrogant statement, and it's hilarious because most trainers don't even realize how turned off people are by it. So, you know, I'm talking about it again because I came across this post on Instagram. I have it. I actually have it pulled up right now. Yes, Willie, I'm doing a podcast on one phone, and I am reading the post on another. So this is a two phones podcast. Yay! Um, and this person is clearly. Um, clearly proud of this because they're running it as an ad. That's why I saw it in my feed. So the post itself is the average American absorbs over 10 hours of screen time slash media daily, but doesn't get two and a half hours of moderate exercise weekly. So, and then the commentary to go along with it is sad. Oh, actually, yeah. Sad commentary. While this could be slightly misleading as many of our jobs factor into the average screen time statistic, what's more concerning is the lack of exercise in our lives. We are designed to move, yet many of us just don't prioritize it. So here's the thing. That statement is clearly being made at people. You're telling people they don't prioritize it. Well, 
if you're going to make a statement like this, and again, like there's many ways to make this statement. Every fitness professional has been guilty of saying or thinking this at one point or the other. And I've told you guys before, especially when I was at the gym, when I was in my early 20s, I didn't have context as to what real life was like. So this whole notion, because again, in the fitness industry, this is what it is, is like, we we are taught to get certifications that certifications are going to help us stand out because there's an entire certification industry that that makes money off of us pumping you know buying certifications and taking classes and taking exams and all this so you know there is this whole there's this whole belief and you really have to to separate yourself from it where it is about the information so the whole thing of you know i need to you know people just they don't prioritize it. If I tell them they're not prioritizing health and fitness, they're going to make the change. So before you make a statement like that, I, I think the person that you're talking about or the person you're talking to specifically, um, maybe they should make a list for you of what their priorities are. And then if they want to rank them after they list all the priorities they could, but I'll tell you, there's going to be times in life for all of us, we're getting up and working out regularly isn't the top priority. It happens. It happens. You ever start a new job? You ever try to figure out a new routine? What about what about having a uh, having a baby? What about you know having interrupted sleep? What about all kinds of life changes that make it to where yes, I would want to get to the gym. I would want to follow an eating plan. But right now, with the way that my life is going, I'm not able to do so. Or it's not as much of a priority. See, the dangers around making general statements around health and fitness and society, air quotes, as a whole, is that you're generalizing. And fitness is a very individualized thing. It's not about putting information and statistics that you don't think people know about. The thing about statistics is they're almost they're, they're always flawed. Not even almost, they're always flawed. And that's why I was a little bit uncomfortable when I was bringing up the estimate on how much money was spent on the weight loss industry. And I keep coming back to it and I keep qualifying it because I'm like, look, I don't know if it's 70 billion, but I know regardless of if it's 70 billion, 7 billion, 7 million, whatever, that number needs to be going down. We need to be spending less on that stuff because we have more tools and resources available. And, you know, information and using resources come back to somebody's individualized situation. So if you are a fitness professional, instead of standing up on your mountain and spewing out knowledge, which again, like before the internet was huge and before you could really stream things on YouTube, like when I started back in the industry, like actually working in this stuff, you could get away with that. You could get away with being the fitness expert and you know, you basically could be the holder of all the knowledge and then you say stuff and then people, you know, would listen to you and they'd be like, "Yes, this is what I need to do." And you know, you could get away with it. But now, I mean, information's pretty easy to come across. We have too much information. We have so much information now that we have to read through it as individuals and decide for ourselves how it fits into our situation. It's a lot of work. Um, you know, that's why on, on the podcast here, like I give you my thoughts and opinions, but I want everything to come back to you figuring out how this applies to your situation. And that's why I always ask you to, 
you know, send me DMs, send me emails. Because if you're, if you're stuck on this, if you're still looking at it from the general context, which is what most of the fitness industry is going to throw at you, I want to help you find, figure out how to individualize it. Because if you figure out how to individualize it, you can get the results that you're looking for, the outcome that you're looking for. And, you know, I, again, I totally get from the fitness professionals perspective why they do this because it is pounded in our head. You need certifications to to have credibility. You need to do this. You need to do that. And, you know, we are taught that the certifications make a difference. Now, I will tell you, and again, this is as somebody that, you know, my thought, I, I got my training certification but I was actually looking at going back to school to get a degree in nutrition. So I was going to go to a state school here. Um, I looked at the curriculum. I actually signed up for classes. And then when I went down and I was talking to him and we were really kind of figuring out what this entire thing was going to cost me to get another bachelor's degree and then have to continue on and do some uh, advanced education. I was like, ah, this isn't what I want to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally not going to sign up for this. So like, I say that because if you're going to go the education route to where your education is really going to help you stand out, it's the degree. Now, the training certifications, I basically look at them as maybe a lighter a, a lighter course. So if, you, if you've been to college, most of your certifications, your personal training certifications are like freshman, sophomore level classes. You're 100, 200 level. But it doesn't replace an entire degree. And if you're a fitness professional, what's really going to help you stand out? Again, I'm somebody that got the training certification. I continue to play the game every two year, years to keep my certification up. I do the continual education. I pick up additional certifications. What really sets you apart is how you're able to look through you know your experiences in health and fitness not only your own as an individual but how you've been able to help other people and what you've seen with their experiences and what other people have told you that they're going through clients or not and you're able to take all that information and then you're able to focus on the person that you're talking to right then and there about their individualized situation that way you can help them come up with a way to where they can figure out their own that the answers to their own problem. That's where fitness professionals really need to be. That's where we can provide the most value. Again, you talk about how noisy, and I've talked about how noisy the, the space is with all these coaches and all these trainers and all these instructors. Most of them are going to go the route of getting the information, spewing the statistics, like it's some kind of information that the vast majority of people just are not aware of. And I'm telling you, if you talk to people that are trying to lose weight, if they've been trying to lose weight for a while, they're at least going to probably somewhat understand what it is you're talking about. And if they don't, your job is to build such a relationship with them where there's such a trust level that they feel comfortable asking you about something to explain something in a little bit more detail. It's not you throwing stats at them and them being like, yes, I just did an open palm slap on my forehead for those of you that... Well, none of you can see this. This is a podcast. But that's where the opportunity is. Don't speak at people. 
come to solutions with people and you're going to help them. You're, you're going to help people. If you're just throwing out info for the masses, you're going to be, you're going to get lost in the crowd. You're going to be lost in the noise because there's a lot of that. And that was the, I mean, that used to work. And that's, that's the, that's the trap that a lot of trainers and coaches, especially if they've been in the industry for a while, fall into. You wonder why it is something that you did 15 years ago doesn't work anymore. It's because the world's different. Information is, is readily available at people's fingertips. Or they could just do like a voice search. They can watch videos. They can read articles. I mean, they can find out all the info. Your job is to help them put the context of that info into their situation. Which is a completely different game than what you probably signed up for as a trainer and a coach. But I, I say all this to, to the fitness professionals that listen to this. And I realize some of you them have already gotten very impatient with what I said and couldn't handle the early part of this podcast where I called like throwing the information out complete crap. Because it is. So they've tuned me out. But this is the part that's really beneficial for them. Is that if they take their experience with health and fitness and they start really figuring out how to help the people they're working with individually, that's where they're going to be successful. So um, if you're somebody going through a weight loss journey, I want to hear how you've taken some massive statistic-laden information and applied it to your own context. That's the first step to long-term success because you're taking ownership and an investment in your own process and you're coming up with your own solution. And if you're a fitness professional, how are you going to move forward from just throwing out information? Now, there's going to be times that you can work in information. You can even work in statistics if you want to. But that's not what you're really here to do if you're a fitness professional. If you want to be a successful fitness professional, it's going to be a lot of one-on-one communication and a lot of guiding and a lot of, of working with people. So um, I want to hear how you're going to move forward in the fitness industry in 2019. It's a huge opportunity for anyone that really, really wants to put the work in and do it. But it's going to be different than what the industry was 15 years ago. Totally different. So let me know your thoughts. You can either DM me on Instagram. I'm at your level fitness, or you can email me. That is Daryl at your level fitness.com. That is D A R Y L at your level fitness.com. Thank you as always for listening. And I will talk to you again real soon.